morning, everyone. Thanks, Tony. What a beautiful song that we sang this morning, just reflecting on who Christ is and what he did for us. The amazing thing, he said he's going to lay down his life, and he did it just for you and me. Shall we pray? Father God, we come this morning remembering, Lord, of what you did for us on the cross of Calvary. Father, we pray that as we open our hearts this morning and continue in the attitude of reflection and meditation, and it'll be a somber reminder for us, Lord, that you took all our cares and worries and sin and sickness and you and it nailed it on the cross. Pray, Lord, that you'd help us this morning. Help us, Lord God, to know the battles we fight and the worries we face and difficulties we are not on our own. Is that you are with us. And as a high priest, Lord, you know, you sympathize, you are with us through all the struggles and hardships. We come at this time, Lord, into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I'm looking at the theme, Nail to the Cross. It's from Colossians, and as a scripture passage was read, that Jesus took all our infirmities and difficulties, and he nailed it to the cross. Sydney Morning Herald on the 13th of April, 22, uh, very recently, published a report by the Australian Securities and Investment Commission. It showed that one in six Australians are struggling to pay off their share of a cumulative of $45 billion credit card debt. That's a huge amount. That's just besides uh, uh, home loans and things like that. So most of us have some kind of debt. And imagine if the debt collectors accusing us of our debts, uh, of our debts, and they come around to each of us who have a debt and hang some kind of a debt sign over our necks. And can you imagine that we walk in the streets or drive our cars with that sign hanging around our neck saying, we are in debt. That's a shameful thing, isn't it? Now imagine another debt. A debt that mankind owes to, to God because of our sins. It records the growing penalty of mankind. It increases every time that I sin against God. So the greater the sin debt, the greater the atonement was needed. And we read in Colossians chapter 2, 13 to 15, what Christ did for us. This is one of the most fascinating and the most provocative passage in, of the scripture. It speaks to us not only of what God was doing in Christ on the cross, but also what it means for us today. Why the cross? Why wasn't there any other way? And we find Jesus asking this question in Garden of Gethsemane. 
where he knelt down and he prayed. He said, Lord, if there's any other way, if this cup can be taken. If not, I will go through this. Verse 13. You were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. Apostle Paul uses the word dead to describe our condition. That was the condition that we had before we met Christ. It was the sins that made us dead to the things of God. We weren't interested in the things of God when we were dead. We weren't interested in going to church and reading the Bible and praying. It was a sin that made us dead in Christ. And God wouldn't just sweep our sins under the carpet. He had to do something. The penalty had to be paid. And Bible says that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have missed the mark. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. At its core, sin is rebellion against God. Our sin separates us from God. Sin builds a chasm between us and God. And that's what happened to Jesus when he was hanging on the cross. When he took upon the sin of mankind upon himself. There was a chasm between him and God and he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yet it was on the cross that Jesus paid the debt for us. He bridged the gap for us. Christ himself died a cruel death on the cross so that we may be, may be, may be made alive with him. Jesus did this by forgiving our sins. And you look at the word there. He forgave all our sins. Forgiveness serves us as one of the most powerful aspects of being a Christian. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us from all our sins. And it's such a blessing to know this morning, friends. Because of the cross, as we come to Him, He forgives us of all our sins. Secondly, nailed to the cross. What was nailed to the cross? Our legal indebtedness. Having canceled the charge of a legal indebtedness, which stood against us, condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it on the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Jesus does two things. He cancels and he disarms. Two things on the cross. He cancels and he disarms. Jesus canceled the record of our debt. In the same way as a judge would pardon or cancel the penalty of crime. And he would set us free. So Jesus canceled the record of our debt. No more would we have to hang those signboard that we are in debt around our neck and walk around in shame. He canceled them. And during Paul's time, 
a person could be arrested or even enslaved to pay uh, uh, enslaved if if you have to if you didn't have to pay off the financial debts if you couldn't pay it he could be put in prison a written code would be hung around the necks until the debt was paid off a sign was put on the front door that this household owes the debt and everyone who passed by would look at the sign it was a shameful thing debtors could be imprisoned until their friends or family paid those debt and what an opportunity is for us friends what a privilege we are that jesus has canceled the debt of sin that hangs over our head ff bruce he calls it as blackmailing powers that were holding it over man over men and women in order to command their loyalty the devil and his cohorts are forever whispering in our ears you do not deserve forgiveness look what you have done who are you to seek the favor of god you are condemned doomed and judgments awaits you and they whisper or shout accusations they wave the record of debt before us and they tell us that we are guilty but god has taken the record of our sins and nailed it on the cross where his only begotten son was hanging on the cross and he served the payment for all our debt he wiped our ledger clean we are debt free we can only imagine friends how satan and and every gleeful demons attacked jesus as he hung on the cross as if he was guilty of all the sin as he was nailed to the cross they imagined that they had him at their mercy instead jesus turned the whole situation around he neutralized their powers he triumphed over them jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities he put them to an open shame by triumphing over them what a beautiful picture this is this means the record of our sin has been nailed to the cross our debt has been met and wiped away has been made null and void he disarmed those powers and he triumphed over all the forces of evil that comes against us that calls us that shouts at us you are guilty you are condemned he has taken it away in john chapter 19 verse 30 there was the last cry on the cross and when he was and when he had received the drink jesus said it is finished with that he bowed his head and gave up his spirit jesus never said i'm finished he said it is finished when someone had a debt in jesus time and it was paid off they would write tete lestai on the document saying it's paid in full it's paid in full whenever a job was given to a person during jesus time and he would finish the job he would go back to this boss and he would show saying job is done and they would put the seal done 
This was a certificate of debt that was claimed. Tetelestai means paid in full. It is the same word Jesus uttered on the cross when he said, it is finished, just before he died. Paid in full. Paid in full. It was God's plan from eternity that Jesus would cancel the record of char charges that was nailed against us to, on the cross. If Paul was writing today, he would have written, God has stamped with a red ink, paid in full, on our IOU. Christ has paid the debt on our behalf. It is finished. Jesus is saying, not only does he, has he taken away our sins, but now he has removed it as far as east is from the west. As it is finished. It is done, signed and sealed because of the blood of Jesus. There's a magnificent hymn. It is well with my soul. And it goes like this. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross. And I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, praise the Lord. What a magnificent hymn, friends. I bear it no more because it's nailed to the cross. The death of Christ was not only a pardon, it's canceled the debt. It's a glorious triumph as well. In conclusion, come to the cross. Bring everything that frightens you, everything that weighs you down, things that pulls you down. Maybe there is something in your life that fills you with fear. Maybe a sickness or, or a surgery that's causing you to worry. Maybe your family, your work that stresses you out. Maybe the finances. And if you're confused, unsure about the direction you should take, come to the cross because it is there that Jesus has paid our debts. Jesus also said, come to me, all of all you who are tired from carrying heavy loads. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. This morning, friends, God has promised to give us rest. Let's come to him carrying those weights that weighs us down. Bring to the cross whatever that worries you. Whatever is the heavy load that you're bearing, bring it to the cross. And I urge you, friends, as you lay it at the cross, don't carry it back again. Whatever is making you guilty and sin that's holding you down, Jesus has paid it in full. He has done it. For you and for me. Tete lest I. Paid in full. And as we prepare ourselves. In coming to the cross. And participating at the table of communion. Those sim symbols. That cup. The juice signifies the blood that was shed for us. The bread that we take symbolizes the body that was broken. And we read those scriptures. He was whipped, beaten, mocked, spat on, cross of thorns put on his head. 
left there to die, hanging in shame. He died for us. And that's a reminder. If anyone here feels guilt of sin and are not enjoying the forgiveness of God and you're wondering, does, will God forgive me? And that's what he has done on the cross. And you're here this morning, you're hearing those shouts of accusations. You're worthless. You do not deserve forgiveness. You're condemned and doomed. Bring it to the cross. On the chairs, there's a piece of paper and a highlight and a texter. <coughs> Write those things, friends, that's worrying you. Write those things that are bothering you. Write those things that are heavy on your shoulder. And we are doing, and we're going to do something very symbolic. Just like we heard this morning, all our cares and worries and things that held us, that things that were in debt, were nailed to the cross. Write those things down. You don't have to write your name on it. God knows. Write those things down. Fold it up. And we have the cross here in the front. Can come up quietly and give it to Mike who will nail it. On the cross. It's a symbolic act this morning saying, God, I'm willing to let go and accept his forgiveness and accept his healing and accept the freedom that we can enjoy. And those of you who are sitting outside, I encourage you to come in and do the same as well. But if you can't, there's another cross outside and there's blue tack. Um, Probably John Driver would help you out in putting that blue tag onto the cross and putting it there. And if you'd like to come in and nail it, here's an occasion that you can do. And as you do that, friends, there's also the communion. As you come to the cross, take the cup and the bread and enjoy the freedom of communion that we can have with Christ, knowing that he has forgiven our sins. So in an attitude of reflect, reflection this morning, let's come to him. Let's come to Jesus, who for joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Hebrews chapter 10, 19 to 23 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest or the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having a heart sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unservingly to the hope we profess, for he who has promised is faithful. He's a faithful God. So write down those things on a piece of paper and make your way up. Nail it on the cross. Leave it there. And you can take, participate in the communion as well.
Thank you, Cindy. And come to the cross.
So we close this time just continuing that invitation to come to Jesus, whether for the first time or whether in that ongoing journey as we come to him each.